You guys know I got in a lot of trouble making fun of Tool fans a while ago, and I said when I made fun of the Tool fans, I was making fun of Tool, but really I was making fun of their fans, and I said to them, you know, I don't even like music. And they're going, oh, you don't like Tool? Well, what do you listen to? Well, I guess if I had to pick something, if I had to pick, because again, I do think music is gay. If I had to pick something, I, I not i proud to admit this. I do listen to Nirvana. In fact, it would probably shock you the amount of Nirvana knowledge I have, okay? I guess Nirvana is my favorite band. And today is the 26th anniversary of the death of Kurt Cobain. And over the years, you know, I, I was a kid when he died. I mean, I remember him dying but I wasn't listening to his music until after the fact. I'm just as much a poser as anybody else, really. But man, has it gotten bad. I remember when I was 13 or so, I worked in a Hot Topic, which, which is uh, pretty much the place you go if you want to pretend to like Nirvana. Now, I, didn't, I started listening to Nirvana before I worked there. It had nothing to do with that. In fact, again, it was the only band I listened to, really, was Nirvana and the White Stripes. That was it. But I worked there, and I remember even then, people would come in and buy the shirts, and you could tell they didn't, they didn't know any of the songs. Now, I know all the songs. You know, I, I could sing you any Nirvana song right now. I know all the songs. I know a lot of Nirvana stuff. But even back then, I remember people were like, hey, wait a second, you, you just know that one song. You just know Smells Like Teen Spirit, right? Do you even know that one? Could you sing all the lyrics of that one? So it's no surprise to me that in the present day or more recent history, more and more people on the internet, the internet has really fucked up people's goddamn minds. And I have been in a years-long battle now, five years now, I've been in an internet fight over a Nirvana lyric. And I've been ready to do this show I'm doing tonight for five years <laughs> since since I first got into this fight. It, it's something that that uh, just shows up again, appears again in my life every once in a while because I left a comment on a YouTube video of a Nirvana song, okay? And I'll tell you what the song is in a second. But I left a comment on there, and every once in a while, some enterprising young person who thinks they are the person that really knows Nirvana they like to correct me on what I said because I was telling them what the lyrics to this particular song really were. It's a song that everyone screws the lyrics up to. Everyone. Probably all of you screw up these lyrics. And I'm telling you, this fight, it, it has really revealed just how fucking stupid people on the internet are to me. Like, I have figured that out in, a, in many, many ways. You've seen it here on this show. I mean, some of you are the reason I figured out just how fucking stupid people on the internet can be, but I think the internet's actually making people dumber, and this is one particular example. It's getting to a point where I could, <laughs> I could really stick a shotgun in my mouth and just... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do hate myself and I want to die over this. That's not the song. The song I'm talking about is actually, and this is why it's so troubling to me, it's You Know You're Right, okay? Do you know You Know You're Right? Now, this, this episode, if this survives the copyright strike bonanza, I don't know how, but you, you've heard this song. My whole thing, everything I've been angry about for five, a 
five-year-long YouTube comment internet battle has been going on over this right here. If you don't know it, here it is. Now I'm going to stop right there, okay? That right there, (laughs) that particular lyric, by the way, is the problem I'm having. You see, again, this is the uh, anniversary of the death of Kurt Cobain. And while there's a lot of people who say he was murdered, you know, most people agree with with the official story that he committed suicide. And so people... I, there's this hero worship around Kurt Cobain, and I don't have it, okay? I know what I look like right now. I don't have it, all right? I have never thought, like, Kurt Cobain's a role model or the coolest guy or anything like that, okay? But these kids, these kids, that have decided they're in <laughs> Kurt Cobain, they are into Kurt Cobain. They're not into Nirvana. They're into the man, the myth, the legend, you know, the icon of Kurt Cobain. And part of what they're into, they think they can connect to him on this like spiritual, mental level because <laughs> they're depressed too. Now, I've had my bouts with depression, even suicidal depression. I've never gotten to the point where I needed a music man <laughs> to make me feel better about something. But these kids, they go, he was sad, and here's the proof. The proof is in his lyrics. Just read the lyrics. And I think this idea of him being this eternal woe-is-me, Leonard Cohen afterworld type guy has really built this up. It's fucked with people's minds on what these lyrics are and what they mean. Now, most of them, as he would have told you and did tell us, were meaningless. He made them up on the spot in the recording studio. But this one particular lyric, and again, it's just this. That right there. That right there. That one particular lyric seems to be everybody's proof. Well, he definitely killed himself. He had to have killed himself because he was in pain what if i told you what if i told you that's not the lyric what if i told you that everything you know (laughs) is wrong i don't believe in supernatural i don't think your face is most factual crap you say makes me want to smash you so everybody sing along That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been waiting for years to do this Everything You Know Is Wrong episode about my favorite Nirvana song, You Know You're Right. And this is, I I want you to send this to everybody. I want you to go into the YouTube comments and help fight this battle with me. First, I'm going to prove to you that the lyric is not pain and that Kurt was actually a pretty funny guy who was just making silly lyrics most of the time. First, I'm going to prove that to you, and then we're going to annoy the teenage internet with this knowledge, okay? They'll never accept it. That's not my idea here. I'm not here to change minds. I figure you guys will listen to me, but I'm not going to change the minds of the 20 and teen-year-olds out there. My intent here is to bully those teens into feeling bad about how fucking stupid they are. I'm an old man. I guess this is where I'm at. Let's go bully that internet. This is Pot Awful. Pot Awful TV. Oh, y'all is doing it right. Pot Awful sucks, you faggot. Hot boy. What is the danger?
Yeah, you guys already figured it out. They're saying in the chat room, well, you know you're wrong in the chat. And that is the actual title of tonight's episode. You know you're wrong. Welcome. This is Pot Awful. I'm your host, Jesse. Hi. If it's your first time watching, if I tricked you into watching this by telling you that a song you thought you knew everything about um, is wrong, then hello. My name's Jesse. We've got the chat room here. We're live as are every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Podawful.tv is the link. You can watch live there. You can also, we've got an audio-only version of this podcast. And the audio-only version of this episode will probably be particularly interesting when we get to a certain point. But uh, if you do want to listen to us on the go, you don't have time for the YouTube videos, you can do that. We have an RSS feed. We are a podcast. We started off as just a podcast, no video, years and years and years ago. So feel free to subscribe to us there as well as here. Um, I am intrigued, says Riley. Hi, this is Jesse. He's our boyfriend. Yes, hi. I'm the internet's boyfriend, Jesse. Hi, I'm your boyfriend. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Like your shades, Jesse. Can I get rid of these now? You know, I was going to wear them the whole episode, but um, I need to see. So it turns out, it turns out like I'm an old man who wears glasses now, and I need these are my actual glasses. These are prescription, and I need to be able to see. And I couldn't fucking see anything with those on. I had to brighten my screen. I can't see shit, man. Okay, let let's get into this because this is. I'm not joking. I've been planning. I was planning to do we used to do this show called Everything You Know Is Wrong and that was the that was going to be the next episode when I stopped doing it. And I don't know why I never got to this one, but this was always the plan. This is going to be an extended version of that cuz I'm not going to edit this down like we used to do those. But Everything You Know Is Wrong, it's back. We're doing it. You're wrong about this, okay? So those of you out there who think that that lyric right there in that song is pain, you are wrong. Now that is, that's settled science, okay? I'm not going to argue with you guys over that anymore. From now on, everything I'm saying is to the kids out there. It's to the teens. Um, because I, I can't argue with an adult on I assume most of you are adults watching this. I can't argue with adults on this. I'm right. You're wrong. Accept it, okay? I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove it to you, but I need you to be on the same page as me from the beginning. I need you to be open to the idea that this lyric that you've been singing as pain, oh, he was so sad. The shotgun man was so sad when he killed himself. He wrote pain, the last song they ever recorded. You got to get over that, all right? Now, again, if you don't know the song, you don't know Nirvana, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy the pettiness with me. Enjoy the uh, schadenfreude of destroying these kids. You've heard this song, okay? It's called You Know You're Right. It was Nirvana's final song, in a way. There's been stuff that's come out since then, but this is the last one they recorded in studio, and it didn't come out on one of their actual, you know, while they were still a living band albums. It actually came out on uh, the Nirvana box set years later, in 2003, I think it was, 2002, 2003. So, and again, those of you out there who watch the show regularly know I hate music, so my knowledge of Nirvana is going to be 
a little shocking for you, but it's deep. Like you could probably show me a picture of the band and I could probably tell you what year it was and where they were at at the time. That's where I'm at with Nirvana, okay? But it, I have that with no other, I have Nirvana autism, okay? This is my AU gold, ladies and gentlemen. Please allow me to have this one, please. Thank you, okay? I got rid of Star Wars. So I'm just gonna stick with Nirvana for now. I know a lot. I know a lot. You're going to have to trust me on this. But this song, it was the final one they recorded. They recorded it in January of 1994. And uh, while Kurt recorded uh, something like in his home a little bit later, I think in March, he died in April of 94. And they were supposed to record a bunch of songs over this three-day period. And Kurt, of course, was strung out. He was a fucking gross drug addict. Okay, again, don't hero worship the man. He was a drug addict, not cool. He had a child, not cool, right? So he got himself fucking strung out and didn't show up for the first two days. So the first two days, Dave Grohl's like, well, fuck it, I got a studio. Hey, Chris Novoselic, why don't uh, you and I record some songs? And those songs became Foo Fighters. Those were the first Foo Fighters songs. You ever wonder why Big Me Sounds like Frances Farmer uh, will have her revenge on Seattle. It's because they recorded that right at like at the same time, basically. The Foo Fighters, like, he was making them Fooder Fighter songs while there's food Fooder Fighters? Foo Fighter songs at the same time as Nirvana happening. Okay. So the, he was recording these songs. He's like, fuck it, I'll I'll record my own shit these first days. Third day comes around. This is uh this is the uh, this is a famous place in Seattle. The studio, Robert Lang Studios is where they're at. They're at Robert Lang Studios in Seattle. Third day, Kurt shows up, bah! coming through the door. Bah! I imagine, you know. And he's like, all right, let's fucking record one of these things. And they're like, well, you, we don't, you didn't tell us, we don't have any song. You didn't tell us anything. You didn't write anything. You haven't been here for two days. And he's like, fuck it, I, I got one. And then the one he pulls out, it's one he'd been working on since like 1991. You know, little bits and pieces here and there. He'd been working on it. And I think maybe they'd even... No, I don't... Uh, yeah, they had played it live already at this point. So they did know this song. They knew this one. They'd played it live. But the way Nirvana wrote songs, they, he, wouldn't, he would just have little bits and phrases of lyrics. It was just little things he would write down as like little poems in his gay diary. All right? By the way... Later in the show, I forgot to say this in the intro of the show. I should have said this in the intro of the show. Later in the show, we're going to go into some uh, theories on Kurt Cobain, and they're not the ones you're used to. They're not the Courtney murdered him and that kind of stuff. It's not going to be that. It's going to be whether or not he was trans, and also my own personal theory that maybe Kurt was killed, but that's not the, that's not the theory it's the why. Why would they have killed him? What was the reason? And I think he might have known a little too much. He might have known something we're dealing with this very day. But anyway, Kurt stumbles in. They've played this song before. He's got these little fragments of lyrics for it. But I'm sure they recorded it. I know for a fact they recorded it three times. They recorded three different takes of it. And I'm sure each take, it was different goddamn lyrics for this song. But here's what I do know for a fact. I know that every time they recorded it and every time they've ever played it and everyone who has knowledge of this song personally knows that the lyric, the main chorus lyric is not pain, it is hey. 
It's that way in every version of the song. There are, to my knowledge, five versions of this song as performed by Nirvana and one version performed by Hole, the band that uh, Courtney Love started that is, of course, Kurt Cobain's widow. So she would know, right? She would fucking know. And she sings it as Hey. Uh, These five other versions, though, every version of it is Hey. Now, I want to show you the video that I had all this trouble with years and years and years ago. Okay, this is the Nirvana You Know You're Right live Aragon Ballroom, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, 1023-93. So they had already played this song before. Now, this song right here was a famous bootleg because, again, this song did not come out. They recorded it, but it didn't come out. They'd already made their album uh, in utero before this, before this recording. So people didn't have this song available forever. And of course, you know, an artist dies, especially a huge one, a mega rock star like Kurt Cobain dies, the band is dead. People want every little thing they can get, every crumb, every morsel. So somebody had recorded this song at a live concert and it starts getting passed around as a bootleg. And people call it two things. The bootleg was referred to as on a mountain or autopilot. And it's because at the beginning of it here, um, people misheard, which is interesting, misheard Dave Grohl introduce the song. Take a listen to this. So they're just jamming a little bit here. Kaylee says she always thought it was hay. Is there anyone who thinks it's pain? I've heard it, I've heard it many times and never once thought it was pain, says Ampersand. You guys... And again, that's why I'm saying I'm not talking to you guys, really, because if there's anybody in my audience who's thinking that, then, like, whatever. You're a lost cause. Get on my side. That's it. You are the rarities on this earth. That's why you watch this show. This is a very select group of people here. Okay, now listen to Dave Grohl introduce this song. This is our last song. So he goes, this is our last song. It's called... And everyone's like, it's called what? It's called... And nobody could understand it. And people thought he said on a mountain or autopilot. And that's an interesting phenomenon happening there because people are mishearing words on the first time we ever heard about this song. And we know for a fact now, this has been corrected and and everybody knows this at this point. Actually, the kids are still getting this one wrong. But everybody knows the song is not called on a mountain and it's not called autopilot. And what Dave actually said in this moment was, this is our last song, which, ooh, spooky. This is our last song, but he said it's called All Apologies. Now, this is clearly not the song All Apologies. If you know Nirvana songs, that's a very different song. But Kurt had already started, you know, he's high. So he's not listening, and he doesn't really like Dave Grohl. All right, now this is the uncomfortable thing nobody really wants to talk about, but toward the end there, they were clashing, all right? They weren't having a good time with one another. It was, they, didn't, they didn't leave on good terms, unfortunately. So Dave's not, I mean, Kurt's not listening to Dave. Dave's just t- taking it upon himself to go, this is our last song, and Kurt's like, whatever, I'm starting something. And what he started was, you know you're right. And they'd practiced this before, so they're ready, and they jump into it. But Dave already said, it's all apologies. And Kurt's playing the wrong thing. And so here comes, now the bass is coming in, because Chris knows what Kurt's playing. And so, that ain't all apologies. Very different. And so Dave realizes it, and he's like, okay, kick drum, got it. 
I'm on board. I'm a professional musician. Whatever. I said the wrong thing. Let's go. And by the way, this song didn't have a name at the time, so Dave couldn't have introduced this song. He w- there's nothing to introduce. They, it doesn't have a name. Kurt's making up the lyrics as he goes. So here come the lyrics. It's very hard to hear, but just try your best. Yeah, you tell me what the fuck he's saying there, okay? <laughs> like, nobody could discern any of this stuff. And by the way, I mean, the irony of all this, I have so many people fight me on this idea that it is not hay. I mean, it's not pain. It is hay. Nirvana were known for not being able to understand their lyrics. Weird Al made an entire song about it at the height of their popularity. He made a parody song where one of the lyrics was, Zabble, zibble, zabble, zouse with all these marbles in my mouth. Okay? So, So they're known for the slurring of the words. All right? But people are still trying to interpret this version of the song. Now, it's clearly not the same lyrics. If you know the lyrics of the final version of You Know You're Right, And by the way, I use the term final version loosely. We'll get into that in a bit. If you know the final lyrics, you can tell it's not those, but it's not, and you don't know what he's saying here. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he might as well. He might even be saying that. It wouldn't be the first time. I've seen many Nirvana performances live where he's basically just going, he can't remember the line, so he's like, you know, it becomes a Tenacious D song. It becomes Kickapoo, um, which is also Francis Farmer, if you listen closely enough. So, yeah, he does that sometimes. Maybe not that stylishly. And he was also known for changing the lyrics of songs often. So let's skip ahead here and see if we can get to the pain. Uh, Clearly, the greatest band. Guys, I know this is not mind-blowing. This isn't galaxy-brained like Tool. I'm so sorry. You know, Nirvana never wrote anything to the Fibonacci sequence, but uh, hey, I like it. I don't know. Okay, now what do you hear? Is it Yanny or is it Laurel? Yanny or Were you a Yanny guy or a Laurel guy? That's going to be important here, all right, because we are going to do a test. Weird Al also made everything you know is wrong. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I listened to Weird Al, and I had Weird Al songs. As a kid, I had Weird Al albums. When I made the show called Everything You Know Is Wrong, I was unaware of a Weird Al song called I had never heard it before. I've heard it since then, but I had never heard it before. Somebody brought that up once I started doing the show. They're like, why didn't you use that as a theme song? I was like, I didn't know that was a song. But also, I just I can't use another guy's music. <laughs> Now, even I will admit, it does kind of sound like pain. I mean, I'm not even saying it doesn't in in the final recording. But right there, I can clearly hear, hey. And I think what happens is, if I had to guess, the kick drum, you can hear that at the same time as the he. So you hear, hey. 
you hear that at the same time. Hey, now that's a plosive, basically. That is uh, percussive, plosive, percussive, pain. So I can, I get the, I understand the fuck up. It's not that I don't get it. You know, it's not that I, I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid for thinking it. It's that once you are corrected and once you've been presented the evidence that I have for the correction, you can't keep arguing against it. But people want to hold on to this idea that he was this tortured soul. And I guess he was. I mean, I guess he fucking did drugs and shot himself. But this song had nothing to do with it. It just happens to be the last song. By the way, about half of the Nirvana songs, if it was the last one, you'd be like, oh my God, this tells you everything that was going on in his head. It was months before he killed himself. Months before. And he wrote the song in like 91. 91, 92. He wrote the song the first time. So this wasn't some big... Everybody acts like it's his suicide note. This is his real suicide note. The one that, that you see on the internet, that's Courtney Love wrote that. This ain't no suicide note. It's just another... Nirvana song. It's one I happen to like a lot. And I will admit, I like the fact that it is the final one. I like the fact, part of what I like about it is that it has this sort of lore and mystery around it and it showed up years later in its final form. But the other thing I like about it is, maybe this is a little morbid, I don't know. The other thing I like about it is, it's probably an unfinished song. Now, you're never going to hear the truth on this from any band member. Any, and if, I, I've actually contacted, I've attempted contacting the people who recorded the song at Robert Lang's studio just to see, you know, sometimes you can reach out to a person. You never know. You can reach out to a person that you think like they'll never talk to you and you'll get a response sometimes. So I've actually reached out to, I've reached out to Chris Novoselic and I reached out to two of the people who were there in the recording booth when they made this song about this very thing. Now, I've never heard back on any of this. And I doubt I would get a real response on this because these things become legends even in those people's heads, you know? Um, they, they have told themselves the new story so many times that they believe it at this point. So I, I wouldn't even take what they say with 100% certainty. I, I would trust my own senses over theirs at this point. But, and maybe that's big-headed of me, I don't know, but I, I mean, I've got some pretty strong evidence I'm about to show you on this. So if, if there's anybody out there too afraid right now in the chat room to say, I always thought it was pain. Don't worry. Okay, I got you. I got you, man. I'm going to help you out here. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to be your friend. So part of what I like about it, though, is most likely they didn't really finish it. They recorded three passes on it. I mean, maybe that was normal for Nirvana. In fact, it probably was on some of their songs. Um, but I have a feeling that Kurt probably would have been there for the mixing and mastering of it to some degree. He would have given feedback on that at the very least. And there's a part of me that thinks that all of those, I've got a pretty strong ear. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty good at picking out voices and uh, I can do impressions and things like that. I've got a, an ear for, for certain sounds and tones. And the end of the song, much like other Nirvana songs, ends with him just repeating the same phrase over and over again. You know you're right. You know you're right. You know you're right. And then they throw in one more hey at the very end. And I think that hey or pain or whatever at the end, I think they chose that. I don't think it was recorded that way. I think they looped that back in from a previous take 
in the song. In fact, I think some of those, you know, your rights repeating over and over again, you guys might think they do this because I guess probably hip hop does this at this point. You know, everything's being done on computers now. So they probably do this pretty often nowadays, but it was unusual back then to just sing a line one time and then reuse it for the chorus the next time. You didn't actually, you would sing the chorus multiple times, especially with rock music. You wanted those different tones and different takes of it. But the you know you're right one suspiciously sounds like maybe they had to loop the same take a couple times and pad out the song a little bit. It's a little bit longer than even some of the longer endings of Nirvana songs where they just repeat the same thing over and over again, like all apologies comes to mind. All in all is all we are. Over and over and over and over again. That's common for Nirvana songs, but this particular one, it does sound like they had to recycle a little bit. It kind of reminds me of how uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space had to just recycle Bella Lugosi footage because he died one minute into making the film, and they're like, fuck, he's our biggest name. What do we do? And they threw in a guy just putting a cape over his face. The whole thing of a vampire putting his cape over his face comes from that movie because they had to hide the fact that Bella Lugosi died. So they were using the same stock footage over and over again. So I like You Know You're Right because there's a part of me that listens to it and is kind of like... Ooh, they really had to squeeze something out. This was the last recording, and they had to get... And it's a good song. It is good, but they had to do some fucking work, boy, to get that song out there. That's my person. That one is theory. That's personal opinion. That's theory. But if we take a look at the comments section here, you'll see the top comment, which often is on these types of things. The top comment is somebody doing their own little lyrics interpretation here it says interpretation so he's writing all these down now again this is the interpretation on this live version so these are different lyrics so this is an interpretation but of course you get to the chorus and it says pain times five which i i love i know that is just the way you write you know choruses so you don't have to write it out over and over again times five but in my mind i read that and i'm like I think uh, like those old teenage girls carving their legs or reading that going, yeah, I have pain times five too, Kurt. (laughs) Oh, I'm feeling pain times five right now. I feel pain more than anybody. You know, you're right, Kurt. I feel pain. So I had the nerve to comment on this five years ago. I had the nerve to comment on this. And I said, it isn't pain. It is hay. That's what it was in the final version as well. Everyone just mishears it. And if you look here, the comments keep going and going and going and going. And I'm responding. I always respond. Here's four years ago, four years ago. People are writing novels back to me about how I'm wrong about this. You know, you're wrong. They're saying to me, uh, three years ago, here we are three years ago, two years ago. We've now hit two years ago. Um, I know this comment is from three years ago, but are you deaf? You really can't hear pain, but hear hey instead? Wow, you seriously had a hard time in kinder, they say, in kinder. I've never heard it referred to as that before. So, I mean, these comments just keep going and going. People are writing their little novels to me. Yeah, man, I guess I'm pretty fucking hard of hearing. You know, I guess I'm real crazy for thinking that it's hey. Oh, by the way, Here's the same song, the final recording of You Know You're Right. This is the version that you hear when you listen to it on the album, but with just the vocals. This is the master vocal track. They call this the uh, stem. This is a stem from the master recording 
where it's just the vocals. And let's take a listen to it without the instrumentation, shall we? You'll hear a little bit of instrument. That's from headphone bleed into the microphone. So when Kurt was recording the vocals, he was wearing headphones listening to the song, and the mic was picking up from his headphones. That happens, you know, me doing this sometimes. So let's take a listen to the vocal-only version of this. This is going to be very important, okay? Nothing was put into this And I always knew it would come to this Things Oh, by the way, this lyric here is also they, they say this one's wrong too And this is part of their proof that it's pain Take a listen to this I've never been so swell I've never felt a foul Ooh, we're almost there Now, what is that lyric? Somebody tell me what that lyric is right there I want to give the chat a second Because we're in a delay here I want to hear what you guys think that last lyric is Right before he says the titular word here The, the word of the day here What is he saying? Well, I've never felt a foul What is he saying there? Okay, I need to know what you guys think it is Now, if you're smart like me You already know everything Nirvana You're an actual fan I'm not asking you guys. I'm asking the casuals. What do you think this is? Can you repeat it? Just did. I have never failed to fail. I've never failed to fail. I have never been so swell. That's close to the first lyric there. You're not, you're not far off, but that's not the one I was asking about. Um, I've never felt so swell. Uh, I've never failed to fail. Uh, I've never failed to fail. I've never felt or felt. So, so let me play it one more time, and I'll tell you what they think it, he's saying here. Things have never been so swell. Things have never been so swell. So that's the first part. Oh, I have never failed to fail. I have never failed to fail. Yes, you guys got it right. Congratulations. You are smarter than most of the fucking internet. And by the way, I'm including like music journalists when I say this. I have seen professional music guys like guys 40 years in the business get this lyric wrong this lyric and the the main one we're talking about here um so you are better than most of people i guess i but remember we're the deaf ones according to the years-long argument i'm in we couldn't have passed kinder (laughs) we wouldn't have done so well in kinder right so he is saying failed to fail but what they think he is saying is I have never failed to feel pain. So, I mean, everything for the... They even warp the other lyrics to be like, Oh, my daddy doesn't love me. I just need a shotgun. Somebody stop me. I'm smoking. I have never failed to feel pain. Now, I'm going to play it one more time here. You're going to hear that part again. And then let's hear... What the big mystery word is here, because there's nothing in the way. There's, well, there's something in the way, but there's nothing in the way of what this sound could be, okay? We would come to this. Things have never been so swell. I have never felt a foul. Hey! And also, that's being doubled, and there's several takes there looped. And not a single one of them has a puh in it. There's no plosives. Let's take another listen to the next part. Are you hearing what I... I don't remember going... Ever. I don't know, man. That's a big breath there. Hey. 
Here's another one. Maybe say, and this is the thing that I get told by these guys. When I'm like completely killing these dudes with facts and logic, when I'm destroying pussies with facts and logic Shapiro style, then they're backed into a corner. And what they say is, well, you know, Kurt actually played with words a lot. And he actually says both. He says, hey, and pain. Oh, does he? Oh, does he play with words? I'm so, I'm new to Nirvana. I didn't know that. Now, the irony of saying that to me is you're also the guy saying it's failed to feel. Well, that's not playing with words. Failed to fail is a play on words. I've never failed to fail. So you do fail. See, it, you see how that's a paradox that it's there's an irony to that. I've never failed to fail. See, I, I know he plays with words. It's you guys who don't know. But let's, just in case they're right, maybe he does say pain. Let's listen to the last one here. Hey. Oh, no, he says hey. hey. Well, maybe later in the song. I mean, he does, there's another chorus. Let's hear it. Hey. Okay, I went a little too far. Let's, let's hear this second chorus here. Hey. Remember, remember, times five. Fail to fail. I mean, it's as clear as fucking day, right? This is the final album version, okay, from the master recording. And I will link this or tell people to Google this every time I fight them. As a matter of fact, I got into a brand new fight over this today. (laughs) Today on YouTube, a brand new one, not the same comment chain. And I told the guy, go Google this thing. And he came back to me and said, you're a retard. You don't have ears. It's clearly pain. Have you, if you've ever listened, he's, this is what he said to me. If you've ever listened to Nirvana, you would know when he's screaming, he's in pain. <gasps> I hate that. It makes Nirvana unlistenable for me. You know, I used to listen to Nirvana and just go, ooh, what a catchy tune. Hey now, you're an all-star. So... <laughs> Yeah, I just want to listen to the Richard Cheese versions. A real lounge act. All right, that's I might have hit too many Nirvana song title puns at this point. There will be more probably. Um, I just thought they were snappy tunes, you know? You could really uh, dance a jig to. You could really tap your foot to. I wasn't sitting there listening to them the same way a girl listened to Good Charlotte in 2004 with my drawn-on daddy-doesn't-love-me tears, you know, my mascara running down my face. I mean, you would think that would settle the science. You would think that would be all you fucking need, right? Like, that has to be it. What else do you need from me to know that I'm telling the truth on this? But they point to so many other things as their evidence. They, they, they send me all these things. And one of the big ones, one of the biggest problems in all of this is the music video for the song. Because the music video, during that part, here it is, says, flashes on screen. It's very quick, but they flash on screen the word pain. This is an actual still from the music video. And I'll play you the music video so you can see what it looks like when it just subliminally flashes up there. Watch this. Did you even see it? Did you even see it? It went up there. There it was. Did you see it? There it was real quick. 
So they flash this word pain on And I think they flash it up there a few times. It might stay on screen longer in a later version of it. But uh, they flash that on there. And so everybody's like, well, that's the proof. There's your proof right there. It's in the music video. Kurt was dead. He was dead for almost a fucking decade when that music video was made. He was dead. He, he, could, he wasn't around to correct them. Some guy made that. And you know how they made it? There's not a single bit of footage in that song. They, they do it really. That, that music video is actually really well edited. They did an amazing job with that music video. I wish I could play it for you. I can't. YouTube, you know, I'm already going to get hit on this. This episode's probably going to go down. Like, I'm probably not even going to be able to keep this episode on my channel. But they did an amazing job editing this video because there is zero footage of them ever playing this song. There's tons of Nirvana footage. You could spend a week watching Nirvana footage every hour straight without breaks, and you probably not run out by the end of the week. There's a ton of footage. Not a single bit of it is of them playing that song. It doesn't exist. So they took all of these different performances. Most of them were from this one thing uh, with the lights out. But they took all these different performances, and they mashed them together and made it look like that they're playing that song with the footage with a bunch of other stuff thrown in, home videos and stuff like that, and little graphics on screen like pain. And that was just the guy who made the music video's interpretation of the lyrics because it is very easy to hear pain when you hear it. But the thing is, you can't trust your own fucking ears. Now, I brought up the Yanny or Laurel thing, right? You guys know Yanny, you know Laurel, you know Hardy. Uh, I brought this up already. I don't know which one you guys thought it was. I always heard one thing. But there's a thing. There's like science involved in this. There's a phenomenon going on here. And I bring up that image being shown there because I think that is part of why people think it is pain. I think that music video changed people. Like most people's introduction to that song probably was through that music video. They probably saw the music video before they just heard it on the radio even. And there's this thing called the McGurk effect. And I'll, let me just show you a video on this. This is the McGurk effect. Now, I want you to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play this video, and I want you to tell me in the chat room what this guy is saying, okay? Take a listen. Now, again, the audio-only people, this is not going to work for you, okay? This, is, this, is a, this will prove my experiment, though. The audio-only people are going to sit there and go, what are you guys talking about? But the video people, you guys are going to, this will work for you. I want you to concentrate on the screen as I play this and tell me what this guy is saying. He's just going to make a sound. You tell me what the sound is in the chat. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, now you, there it is. Uh, now you had to have been looking. If you weren't looking, you don't count. You can't play along. You have to watch the screen. I'm going to play it one more time. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so somebody's, uh, okay, here we go. We got answers. They say va, va, va. They say fava, va, va, va. Some people say ba, ba, ba. Some people say da, da. Uh, now, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different answers happening there, but a lot of people are saying va-va, okay? And he's clearly with his mouth going, v, v. he's doing a teeth on the lip, v, a fricative, a hard fricative, v, 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 right? Now, in reality, those of you who said ba-ba-ba are correct. He was saying ba-ba-ba. Here's the same 
audio. This is the exact same audio with different footage. Ba 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 ba. Now you watch that and you clearly hear ba 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 ba, but it's the exact same audio you guys just listened to. And again, the audio people have been hearing ba 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 the entire time. Now watch this part. There's a there's one here at the end. It's a little different. Ba 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 ba. Oh wait, hang on. Maybe it's this one. So that time it looks like he's saying da, 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 but it's the same audio again. Da, 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 da. Your brain interprets sound differently based on what you see. And uh, part of it, this is called the McGurk effect, but part of it's also audio priming. So you can tell somebody that what they're about to hear is this phrase. This is how that backmasking stuff works. Like when you say, uh, oh, you know, if you play a Kiss album backwards, it sounds like they're saying worship Satan. Well, if you don't tell them it sounds like worship Satan, it just sounds like blah, 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 blah. But I bet you if you played back me going blah, 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 and you said, you know, he says worship Satan there, it'll probably sound like worship Satan to you. Your brain tries to make sense of shit. And if somebody's telling you what it is, you're just going to go with that. So that music video, you don't know what a fucking Nirvana lyric is. You probably don't know any of the other lyrics of that fucking song, except hey or pain. But the, in that video, it goes pain on screen. So you're like, hey, well, I guess it's pain. Um, Bob Barker. I don't know why they're saying, oh, he's saying Bob Barker. Bob Barker, Bob Barker, Bob Barker. D's nuts, D's nuts, D's nuts. Like how you taste based on what you smell. Similarly, yes, similarly to that. So that's the McGurk effect. I think that's what's going on there. So again, I don't blame these people. They only become drooling retards when they fight me on this, when I've given them all this evidence. Because I... I mean, man, I'm autistic, bro. I really go in on them when it comes to this stuff. You would think it would also be enough that when Hole performed it, in 1995, fresh off of the uh, the digging of a grave for Kurt, <laughs> fresh off of burying a man, Hole did their own unplugged. Courtney Love did You Know You're Right. And this was the first official non-bootleg version of You Know You're Right, Hole did it because no one had heard this song in 1995 unless they'd heard that, heard that bootleg. And I will be, now I'm going to be completely fair here. She gets every lyric of this song wrong. But remember, last time she heard it, it had no lyrics. Like this, the, every time Kurt sang it, it was different, except for one word. One word has remained the same every time. So which way does she say it when she sings it? Sounds like hey to me. So I have never felt so. I mean, she's clearly saying hey. Every verse, every time, every time in this song, in this version, she's saying, hey, she was there when the song was being tinkered on, when it was being worked on, when it, when it was being written, when it was being rewritten. She was there for that. So while she says every other lyric completely different than any version you've ever heard of this song, she's probably saying some lyrics that existed at some point. 
and she ain't even saying pain. And this is fresh off the death of her husband. So if there was ever a time to change the narrative and make the word pain, it would be during this performance, and she did not take that opportunity. I mean, if you want people to believe you are the mourning widow and not the murderer of your husband, I don't know if people believed that back in 1995 or not, but if you wanted that to be the case, wouldn't you make it pain at that point? Wouldn't you not say, hey, seems like it's an open and shut case, but these people are tenacious when it comes to this. Now, speaking of Courtney Love, I famously prank called Courtney Love on an episode of this show last year. You know, Courtney was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book, and we called her and told her, we gave our condolences for her loss of Jeffrey Epstein, her good friend Jeffrey Epstein, because she's been through these suicides before. Jeffrey Epstein commits suicide. She's already been through the suicide with Kurt Cobain. So I had to leave a voicemail for her. I'm going to tell you this. Before the show began, I tested that number again, and a woman answered the phone, okay? And I know Courtney Love's voice very well. And I've actually seen Courtney Love in real life. I've heard her talk in real life. So I know her normal, everyday speaking voice. I used to live in New York City, and Courtney Love uh, lived or lives in New York City. She has a house in New York City, an apartment. And uh, my girlfriend at the time and her friend and I were walking down, I believe it was Houston, which is the road she lives off of, and we're walking along and we see this blonde mess going (laughs) all over the place. I'm not kidding. This really happened. And she's got this little... Asian girl with her. It's like her assistant, but she's like a little Asian girl. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to... And she's handing her shit and taking shit from her and making her write things down. Uh, Like an absolute fucking spectacle, man. And my ex-girlfriend and I are both big Nirvana fans. So we see this and we go, that's Courtney Love. And what do you do at that point? You follow the lady, right? Of course you do. You have to follow a lady at that point. You gotta. I mean, you you have to follow a lady. So we're following her around, okay? (laughs) And I'm hearing her whole conversation with this little Chinese lady. And number one, I think it is important that this is a Chinese lady and where we are is technically part of Chinatown. Uh, We're sort of near Chinatown at this point. Um, You know, she lives in Soho, which is south of Houston. But Houston... And above there, I mean, parts of that are Chinatown. So, little Chinese lady, I've heard her voice before. I spoke to a woman right before the show. I'm not kidding, okay? I would not lie to you. I spoke to a woman just before the show, checking that number. And I have heard that voice before. <laughs> so, I think, I think that number might actually... St- when I made that prank call to the voicemail show episodes and episodes ago, I was assuming that wasn't really her anymore. But a woman answered, and it sounded a lot like Courtney Love. We're going to give that a shot. We're going to call her back on the show. I've got a few phone numbers here. We're going to try to call, and we're going to try to get to the bottom of this. I've also got more evidence when it comes to this whole hey, pain scenario. We're also going to get into some conspiracy theories and some transvestigations. But first, I just want to do this. Uh, Number one, do you mind if I go to the pot-awful mini-fridge? That's 
That song sounds familiar. Okay, hi guys. Uh, so I've got Dr. Pepper here. I just want to drink it. I'm thirsty. Do you guys mind if I just drink Dr. Pepper during the show? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I've been dying for that. I just went out and got Dr. Pepper during the uh, SARS-2 epidemic. We're, of course, going through a SARS-2 epidemic right now. And uh, <laughs> so I'm very happy to finally have some Dr. Pepper. Get- you know what? Actually, it tastes flat. I might have to take that whole box back and throw it in their faces. Uh, I do want to say this, though, before we go into these uh, phone calls of information. These are not prank calls. These are just information-gathering calls. I want to get to the bottom of this entire debacle on the worst day possible to do it, (laughs) the anniversary of the death of this woman's husband. But before I do that, um, if you want to follow along with the show, you want to help out, give me, you know, uh, post things, tell me about goons that you've seen, internet stuff that I should cover, or just see the behind the scenes, the show is never going to end over on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We call it The Cult. I'd love for you to join it. You do, by the way, have to answer the questions. We've got a lot of people trying to join the group, and I do not let in anyone who does not answer all three questions seriously. Okay? You have to try your best to answer them. Doesn't mean you have to get them right. You just have to try, because I assume you're a bot if you don't do it. So I would love for you to join that cult, but please answer those questions. You can do that over at podawful.com slash cult. And all I like to say is I thank Dad for making me strong. Join our cult on Facebook. Podawful.com slash cult. Support the show. Join the pizza fun. Potawful dot pizza. Pizza pizza. Pizza. Potawful dot pizza. Pizza. Also, that ad right there, that's for the Pizza Fund. We built our own Patreon. You might notice we don't monetize our YouTube channel. That is on purpose. I hate advertisements, and I hate being told what I can say and what I can't. So if you'd like to support this show, you'd like to keep it going, this is my only job, and I managed to uh, make it my only job at just 4,000 subscribers. It doesn't take much, and I always try to put that money back into the show. I'm kind of the greatest guy. Thank you. A lot of people will tell you that. Me, Jesse, the greatest guy. If you'd like to support the show and you'd like to keep this thing going, potawful.pizza is the way to do it. I'm not asking for donations. I'll never do that. I don't really do that anymore. I might ask for, like, help to get something for the show. You know, like, uh, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we, if we paid $500 to a cameo guy to make fun of somebody? You know, occasionally I might do that, but I don't ask for donations anymore on the show. We're doing pretty well. In fact, we're doing the best we've ever done in the middle of the SARS-2 epidemic. I don't know if you've heard of this SARS-2 thing. It's terrifying what's going on in the world right now. Apparently, people are dying. But anyway, uh, we're doing the best we've ever done with this 
pizza fun thing. I'm not kidding you. It's like, uh, it's doing pretty well. Uh, so what I do is I offer content in exchange for money. It's like, um, you know, paying for a product instead of begging for donations or getting me to read your comments. You know, I, I notice I just read your comments sometimes. Sometimes I just go over there and I go, oh, look, Megabit Banshee says I'm the greatest boyfriend. Thank you so much. So instead of doing that, like a lot of other shows do, which is gross and gay and sick, and e-begging and pay piggying and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I instead have the best content on the internet, and I offer it for as little as a dollar. Potawful.pizza, okay? If you'd like to watch our Wednesday shows, those are in the $12 level. Our Friday shows in the $6 level. Many levels to choose from. Lots of stuff. The greatest content on earth. Potawful.pizza. All right, that's it. That's enough right there. Now let's get back to the content here. I know you want to hear this phone call. Before I do that, I do have one more little piece of evidence here. The thing that I hear the most as an argument against this whole hey thing is people say, Kurt would never make a lyric where it was just hey. He was way too deep for that. Way too deep. And he never repeated lyrics, they would tell me. I'm not kidding. This is something I hear all the time. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He wouldn't make hey a lyric. They're a wannabe punk band. The most common Lyrics of punk bands are Hey and Yeah, and Nirvana does them both. The number three most common one, Oi, and I'm shocked they didn't do that one. All right, off the top of my head, I can think of over seven songs that include either Hey or the lyrically similar Yeah as a lyric, and usually it's in the chorus of the song. So I put together a little montage here, a little montage of heck here, for the retards out there who are willing to tell me that Kurt would never write a lyric as simple as hey or yeah. Take a listen to this. gentlemen he would never make a lyric as simple as hey or yeah i mean i'm surprised they didn't write the song hey ya at this point those were just the ones off the top of my head by the way that wasn't me like looking up lyrics that was me going okay what songs have hey or yeah in my brain that's uh so i included smells like teen spirit heart-shaped box lithium in bloom something in the way even in his youth dive stain beeswax aero zeppelin tourette's all apologies bambi kill uh, or also known as bambi slaughter and blandest okay so those are just the ones there's probably more 
There's probably more. This <laughs> is the craziest part of all of that. So there you go. Hey, Kurt. Hey, yeah, yeah. These are all pain, Jesse. What do you mean? You know, I was starting to hear pain. While I was, hang on. Let, let's listen to that one more time and put pain in your head. Hang on. Pain. 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 I, what I should have done was just edit the word pain into all of those songs. That's what I should have done. <laughs> With the lights out, it's less dangerous. I'm in pain now. Entertain us. I'm in pain. So much pain. I feel pain. Got a shotgun. Pain. 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 Oh God, pain me. Do it and do it in pain. <laughs> pain me. Pain me, my pain. Am I the only pain? Ouch. <laughs> A sit and drink, penny royal pain. Oh, God, what's this pain thing? I missed something? Yeah, the whole show, Jack. Roll it back, buddy. You're going to be out of business here for a little while. All right? <laughs> You're going to have to figure this out on your own. Uh, <laughs> you are a menstrual pain. Are you talking about my vagina? Um, love the Three Days Grace song, Hey. Is that a real song? Just arrived. What are we doing? Says Christine M. You're going to have to get somebody in the chat room to explain it to you. We're too deep. I'll tell you what we're doing right now. Right now, I'm going to be calling Courtney Love. <laughs> I'm going to be calling Courtney Love. And uh, again, she answered this. <laughs> okay? This is true. She really did answer this. Um, hang on a second. All right, I think it was this number. I've got two numbers. One of them, and I'm not kidding, one of them includes 666 in the phone number. I'm not going to give out the phone number. You can find these if you want to find them, all right? But one of them really does have 666 as part of the number, which is, I don't know, a little strange. This is the one that I believe she answered earlier. I mean, it was a woman, and it didn't sound not like Courtney Love. I'll at least say that much. So let's see if Courtney can tell us a little bit of info on this song. Okay. <laughs> I need to know. Was he really in pain? Let's give, let's give her a call. She might not answer. But I swear to God, somebody answered before the show. Hello. Hey, Courtney. Hello. Uh-oh. Hello? She hung up. She hung up. Oh, my God. I told you. That was really her. That was really her. I just want to know. I'm in pain. Please. Pain. Oh, God. Okay. 
I, don't, I mean, do I call back? It seems bothersome. Oh my God, no, LOL, LOL. It was a woman, it's her. Again, again, LOL, what? Call back? She just hung up, Jesus Christ. So, okay, so I'll tell you what happened when I called earlier. I call, and they go, she goes, I, I wasn't expecting anything. I was expecting voicemail, because that's what I got the first time I called on the show. And she answers. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> even I will occasionally have that moment of like, oh, shit, what am I doing? You know? So I go, Ugh. she's like, uh, hello. She's answered it exactly the way she just did. Uh, hello. And I go, uh, hey. And she's like, uh, who is this? And I go, I- I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. Hello? And she, she says, who is this? And I said, it's Jesse. You know, maybe she knows a Jesse. I don't know. She might know a Jesse. And she just goes, ugh, and hangs up. <laughs> okay, you have to ask her, hi, is this Courtney? And tell her you're an Applebee's <laughs> district manager. <laughs> Why the fuck would she hang up? What are you supposed to call her? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is it harassment just to call her? I just want to know about the song. She can't take two seconds to answer that on the day of her husband's death. All right, this might be mean. This might be mean. You know, I mean, it depends. It depends on how he died for real. Now, if, all right, you want to get really mean. What I can do, <laughs> what I can do is change the phone number. So let's make it 788. Is that a phone number? That's a phone number. Let's make it 435. Can I do that? That's a phone number. Okay, so now it's a totally different person calling her. Okay, this is now a new person. I mean, maybe it's not her, but it kind of seems like it's her, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, I had a little bit of nerd adrenaline. You're right. You're right. Tika Masala in the chat room calling me out for having nerd adrenaline. A little bit. I was expecting voicemail, and I got what might have been Courtney Love. I mean, listen, when we followed her around in New York City, we were we respectfully stalked. We did not actually interrupt her day. We just followed we did not know we, she was going to her home, so we did accidentally follow her all the way to her front door. We just thought she was walking the streets of New York City, but we were not going to stop and say, like, oh my God, we're such big fans, or any of that kind of stuff. You know, I try to be nice to the celebrities, so I didn't expect to get her on the phone. You got to give me that. If it's a sell, send a text asking to call you back. Um, well, I can't do that because the, the number I'm using is not my phone number. I would do that, but that would not work. All right, let's, I'm going to try it one more time. Let's just try it one more time. Probably should not be doing that. <laughs> it seems wrong. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this ain't do my black voice. She ain't answering anymore. Let's see if it goes to voicemail, though. Maybe she sends us to voicemail. I agree with you, Chewy. I'll read that comment in a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's not good. <laughs> so she's not even, not even voicemail on that one. So Chewy says, I mean, if it's the wrong number and some lady just keeps getting calls from people thinking they're reaching Courtney Love, then I could understand hanging up. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. I agree with you. Definitely could be. 
But there's an interesting thing that happened, actually. There's another phone number out there. It was, it was posted in a movie <laughs> by accident. Like, in a movie, they included a number that formerly brought, uh, belonged to Courtney Love, and so people started calling it, but it didn't belong to her anymore. Some new family had it. And the, uh, I think it was the Times, somebody did an article on this phone number, the New Yorker. The New Yorker did an, uh, uh, an article on this phone number where the couple who now had the number talked about how they'll play with people and pretend they are Courtney Love when they answer it. Now, this is not the same phone number I was just calling. This is a different one, but I have that phone number here too. Why don't we see who has that phone number now? I'm, and this is interesting because this number has 777 in it. Very, I don't know. Some weird stuff going on if you're a conspiracy tard, if you're Kelsey. <laughs> Let's call this number see if there's uh, some poor sap getting Courtney Love calls all day today. Oh, well, Christine's just posting it in the chat room. Okay, well, there you go. Nothing I can do about that. Christine did that. Now, my guess is they've gotten rid of this one. They're probably not going to answer. Because the article even said they were planning on eventually giving up the phone number. So my guess is nobody wants this number now. All right, that's probably just going to ring and ring and ring. But the third number I have, the 666 number, I called that one earlier today just to test it. And I got the voicemail I got for it was very interesting. Let's see what happens when I call this one. What do we think? Are we thinking that was Courtney, though, that first one? I kind of think it is. Remember, it's from Jeffrey Epstein's Little Black Book. It really is. I think it's on the Epstein t-shirts I sell. If you want the Courtney Love phone number, buy the Epstein t-shirt from the Podawful store, podawful.shop. <laughs> Kelsey says, hey. 666 LMAO. You're always doing things like this. <laughs> oh, please give me that voicemail. What the fuck? All right, now I think something's wrong with the phone line thing that I'm using here because I got a voicemail last time I called this one. Let's try this one more time. I want because I want you to hear the voicemail I got. It was actually pretty funny. I'm sorry about having to sit here and listen to these rings, but we're a prank call show. I don't know. These are not prank calls. <laughs> these are not prank calls. Legally, these are not prank calls. These are information calls. Oh, my God. Hi, this is Gwen Gilberg. Please leave me a message after the tone, Listen and I'll get back to you. Please do not leave a message for anyone else. Please <laughs> do not call this phone for anyone else. I am the only one using this phone number. Thank you. Bye-bye. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished <laughs> recording, you may hang up or else. press 1 for more options. Hey, Glenn, this is Jesse from Pot Awful. Listen, man, I'm uh, just wondering, uh, do you know if it's hey or pain in the Nirvana song, You Know You're Right? Just get back to me on that one. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Blessed day. Okay, there you go. So poor Glenn is constantly getting Courtney Love calls. He's got to put that in his voice. Do not leave messages for anyone else. There's nobody else here. It's just me, Glenn. <laughs> poor fucking Glenn. All right. 
This is fun. Call again, they say. Anus blood cancer. What if Kurt answered? Oh, shit. An alleged prank call. <laughs> All right. Uh, but seriously, though, what are we thinking on the Courtney Love thing? Do you think it was suicide or did Courtney Love kill Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. But I actually, I do have theories on this. All right. But what I want to know is what are we... I mean, it kind of seems like it was Courtney, right? Like, if I was... If I was, and I've had that before. Have you ever been in that scenario where you're constantly getting calls for somebody that is not you? When Kelsey was here the first time, I got her an American cell phone and it had an American number. And so she's getting somebody else's phone calls now that used to have this number. And we would get this woman and we would prank her. We would fuck with this woman so bad because she would call and demand to speak to some bitch that we didn't know. Now, this woman. I think she was in Florida, and she had a southern accent. And Kelsey has a British bong accent, okay? So presumably, this woman's daughter does not have that accent, but that's who she's calling. And Kelsey would answer and go, oh, hello. And the woman would go, uh, can I speak to Cynthia, or whatever the girl's name was? And Kelsey would go, oh, yeah, this is Cynthia. And it shouldn't fool the lady, but she always got fooled. And we would fuck with this one. We would curse at her. She would curse at us. And she would call over and over and over again. I feel like if I was getting those calls for Courtney Love, I would go, I would do one of two things. I would either go, yeah, this is Courtney. What do you want to know? Yes, let me help you out. Tell all your friends. Or I would go, I'm not Courtney Love. The number changed years ago. Um, I'm not mad. Just letting you know, this is not Courtney Love. My name is Susan. Thank you so much. Have a good day. I wouldn't just hang up. Now I'm wondering. Now I'm sitting here going, what do you think? It might have been her. I feel like I need to be calling it over and over and over and over again now. This is your fault, mystery woman, not mine. Courtney wouldn't have a band without Kurt. He wrote her songs. Um, that's so bad, LMAO. <laughs> that first one was her. Call her back, says SB. She kept, uh, Courtney Love killed grunge. It was 100% her, they say. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of think it was her. I kind of do. It wouldn't be the first time we've talked to a celeb that way on the phone. We've talked to Michael Winslow on the phone from Police Academy. I once had a woman who was on a television show with Kevin Bacon she called into Craigslist roulette once, wanting to get one of the free items. A woman on a network television show was looking for free shit off of Craigslist, and she said, do you know who I am? I play FBI with Kevin Bacon. I'll never forget that sentence. She didn't say, I'm on TV. I'm on a famous TV show with a famous actor. She said, I play FBI with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck does that mean? And she said, what don't you understand? <laughs> Everything? I don't know who you are. It was very wild. <laughs> very strange stuff. Was it The Killing? I think that was the show. Yeah, The Killing. That was probably it. Was that an FBI show with Kevin Bacon? If that was it, she was the lady. She was the female lead on that show. Called into the show one time. One of the Craigslist roulettes. Worst show ever. Uh, do you know who I am? That means that they are not known. Yeah, probably so. Oh, yeah, Bryn Berg. We spoke to... Celebrity guest, Bryn Berg. Okay, so I think I've convinced you. Anybody I'm going to convince, I think I've convinced on this. You know your right thing. I think you guys know I am right at this point. The thing that is still a mystery, though, 
is whether or not Kurt Cobain was trans. <laughs> was Kurt Cobain trans? Now, if he was trans, that would legally make him, in pot awful, a goon. Now, I have an article, not an article, I have a Reddit post here, and uh, part of it's been deleted, but let's take a look at this and see what they have to say. Apparently, transients believe Kurt Cobain was trans. They said, anyone else getting really strong egg vibes from Kurt Cobain? Now, <laughs> I read this and I go, uh, what? the fuck does that mean now this is in the section of reddit the subreddit called transgender this is the main transgender subreddit anyone else getting really strong egg vibes from kurt cobain and someone else says big egg vibes <laughs> which i mean what the fuck does that mean this is like defango all of a sudden someone says you mean kurt i like to wear dresses because they're comfortable men wearing dresses isn't controversial cobain kurt it's the headbangers ball so i thought i'd wear a gown cobain she was quite the pretty trans girl yes they say wait he cross-dressed too let people be gender non-conforming someone says i mean this is strange stuff now i don't know what an egg means but they're right kurt did wear a lot of dresses okay he did i mean he wore makeup he'd wear heavy eye makeup he'd wear dresses all the time many many photos of him here's him in a wedding dress or something very famously at the headbangers ball in this bright yellow dress um well this is not a dress i, I mean this might be a lady's moo moo but it's not a dress i don't know why that one's included here they i mean all the guys in nirvana would wear these things sometimes these are actually also not dresses i believe these are scarves they're wearing like dresses here he is dressed up as a cheerleader while everyone else in the band is dressed in leather daddy clothes so i don't know that might be trans i still don't know what the fuck an egg means though i'm a little lost on egg egg vibe they're saying in the chat room egghead he did not like seeing gay persons being treated badly that's another thing they claim a lot they say you know he was very much for the gay rights movement he was very against um homophobes you know um so these are their proofs now did you know there's something on the internet called transvestigation these are investigations into every single celebrity on the accusation that they are trans for no reason. Literally all of them. So I know about these because Kelsey is a conspiratard, my girlfriend. She's a conspiratard. And she watches these. She loves these things. She, every other day, she says to me, she rolls over and she goes, Jesse, guess what? You know that, I, I don't know, name like her, Ariana Grande is trans. And I go, I... I don't think she's trans. She's probably not trans. I've seen her as a little girl. You know, she's been a little girl for a long time. So, no, nah, I don't think she's trans. The other day, this is a real one she said to me. This is what she, I think she said this to me yesterday. She said, guess what I just learned about RuPaul? And I'm thinking, okay, hang on, RuPaul. We all know RuPaul is a drag queen. I don't know about trans, but we know that one. And then she goes, RuPaul is an actual, actual biological woman who is pretending to be a man, pretending to be a woman. I mean, this is playing some real 2D chess over here. <laughs> so, 
Kelsey was kind enough to send me a transvestigation on Kurt Cobain, and I'd like to see the evidence on this because I would like to know, was Kurt Cobain a goon or not? So this is, actually, let me take a look here. This is the transvestigation of Kurt Cobain by Celebrity Transvestigations and Random Vlogs by Jay Lynn, okay, which sounds like a black person, but somehow is not. Let's transvestigate, shall we? Wait, let me get my pipe. Okay, let's transvestigate. Hello, this is the transvestigation of Kurt Cobain, requested by Tika Kuskin. Tika, Tika Masala, that's one of our listeners. Kuskin. Okay, let me spell it. <clears throat> T-I-K-K-A-K-O-S-K-E-N. That's too many Ks. I don't know about that. Okay, now, you know, <clears throat> Kurt Cobain. Let's take a look at Kurt Cobain. By the way, you see here, there's a file here filled with images of Kurt Cobain, and every transvestigation is this. They get a bunch of pictures of the person, and they go, look at this picture. They're clearly trans. Case closed. That's it. That is the entire transvestigation, dog. That's all they're doing, bro. They just look at a photo, and they go, as you can see here, clearly, this is a trans person. Like, I saw them do this. Uh, Kelsey showed me one where they were doing it with Daisy Ridley, the girl from the new Star Wars movies, and they're like, see how she barely has boobs? That's a trans girl, so case dismissed. Your honor. You Thank guys, you. you know, you know, Kurt Cobain is often, you know, showing suicidal symbolism, as well as Chris Cornell. Now, you know, the frontman for Soundgarden. You know, and the one who sung the song "Black Hole Sun." Yeah, Black Hole Sun. That was a song about pain. Actually, if you really listen to the lyrics, they're saying pain. You know, black old pain, black old pain. Saying that he was in disguises, no one knows. Probably transgender disguises. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing they do. They're like, if it's a musician or uh, an actor, they'll take some of their work and anything that sounds at all like it might be a trans person giving you a clue. They love clues. These people. They go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> in disguise. In these clothes from my grandmother's wardrobe, I am trans, hang myself, I was born a little girl. <laughs> Ballet shoes. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. If you try and just do a squint, you will see I'm not a guy. I was born with a vagina. Black hole, son. Anyways, I see right here, because I've seen in other pictures... First of all, that's bruising right there. Well, that's enough evidence. <laughs> yeah, so this, that's bruising right there. This incredibly pixelated... She's got, like, the smallest version of this photo I've ever seen of Kurt, where uh, I think this is from the first uh, MTV Music Awards they went to, but she's pointing to his forehead and going, yep, that's bruising right there. It's just pixels. It's just like a random assortment of pixels. You know, with your close-together feminine eyes and your bruising right here, I've seen your eyebrows where they were flush against your forehead, and now I see them where they're poofy, where it looks like you got recent eyebrow augmentation yep he got eyebrow augmentation so his eyebrows are now bigger to make him a man 
pronunciation augmentation right here. It's what it looks like. But look, it looks like there's bruising. I can't say. With the lights out, tuck my penis. <laughs> you can't see it. Suck my weenus. 100% because there's always going to be naysayers. Because, you know. But if you look at the rest of the picture back here, it looks fine. It looks fine back here. Okay. It's just, just zooming into random pixels. No idea what she's talking about here. Up at this magnitude, I have it zoomed up, okay? You see these big squares right here, pixelation? If anything, that's all you should really even see in a picture, okay? You shouldn't really see all this little pixelated stuff right here, but then again, it's okay. But what I'm seeing right here are just stri random strips. Come as a boy, as a man, as I really want to be. <laughs> the pixelation in certain parts. I was a girl. I was a femme. Where heavy bruising's present, you guys, and I'm seeing the bruising underneath. But that's what I'm pointing out, which I have the right to do, you know. And some people. She has the right to do that. You can't stop. We're not gonna like it. Well, you can't please the world, but you can show what you see, which is what I'm doing with you guys here today. I see. I see evidence of one baby to her mother says I don't have a penis. Jaw, masculization, augmentation. You still have a little neck, though. And you got the stripes this way to make your shoulders look wide. Oh, he wears striped shirts to make the shoulders look wide. Smart. That's a fucking tranny's take no Sorry. Trans braveries. Take note out there. Okay. Wear the stripey ones to look more like a dude. How strategic. With your close together eyes and your big eyebrows. I didn't know your close face. together eyes was a, a sign of being a lady. Obvious eyebrow implant. I, that, I'm a lady. I got long hair and close together eyeballs. It fucking case closed, bro. I was born a girl. I didn't even know it. It's because, you know, like I said, they weren't always there. We'll take a look. Oh, this is good. So now she brings up a picture of Kurt and his daughter, his newborn daughter, Francis. Did these people commit suicide? I don't know. I like to look at them when their babies are born because it seems... They always gain weight because, as far as I know, the men are the ones that give birth in Hollywood because they're really the women. Now so the theory is, during all the touring and heroin and nonstop TV appearances, Kurt Cobain secretly gave birth to his daughter, Frances. <laughs> and you can tell because in this picture, he's fat, according to this lunatic. Now, of course, he's the same underweight-looking guy he always was. But according to her, this Shutterstock tiny image, he is a fat guy. Look, Kurt Cobain, this is your only child, okay? Very eggy, they say. Yeah, this is an egg. Clearly, this is an egg. Look at how much weight you gained. And the Courtney Love was, was skin and bone. Underneath my pants, my dick has sprung my can. <laughs> The, the balls that I crafted have fallen out my shorts and I'm giving birth to a child and the media can't see it. It's okay to, to wrap tits cause they won't have any feeling. My penis, I mean, my vagina's in the way. Ooh. 
hands with the big straight across collarbone and no hips. Who supposedly gave birth to this baby, but you're the one that gave Yeah. In the weight. You know, you look very feminine. Now, you guys remember when a woman is pregnant and during and right after childbirth, the estrogen level is spiked so much so that you can't hide the feminine qualities. That explains the uh, the title hormoning. That's why they usually hide out. But look, that's you gained weight, Kurt Cobain, but your wife didn't, right? Look, your feminine qualities, your female showing right there, mother and child, I feel. You got a big belly, you know? You got your feminine eyes and smile and face weight gain. That's what someone's supposed to look like after they give birth, guys. This baby's a little old, but you still haven't lost all the baby weight. It's okay. You got chunky thighs, too. Teenage Hanks gave me a bunch of estrogen hormones. I'm not dogging on you, Kurt Cobain. I don't know if you killed yourself or not. I really don't know. Okay, hang on. I got to skip ahead here. I got to show you. This is my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> so watch when she goes with this picture. <laughs> now, you might notice. Something's a little off about this picture. But I don't think your neck looks very masculine at all. It looks short, not very wide or thick. We'll just keep looking and we'll see what we can find out. I mean, the first obvious suspect thing I noticed is a weight gain when your baby was born. <laughs> okay. So she's brought up a picture. Now I'm doing my own transvestigation right now. She's brought up a picture. And my first notice here is clearly he's had a lot of plastic surgery. He almost doesn't even look like himself. In this photograph, it almost looks like a totally different guy. In fact, the camera quality looks almost, dare I say, modern on this. That's pretty obvious, you know, and that's pretty right in our faces. Is this Kurt Cobain? This doesn't even look like you. <laughs> no, it doesn't, because it is, of course, Jared Leto. So, Transvestigator's entire business is being able to discern these tiny details just by looking. And she has no idea that this isn't even Kurt Cobain. She's just looking at a different man altogether with long hair. See, they always look different. I mean, he would love the fact that you mistook him for Kurt Cobain. Don't get me wrong. He would love that. That's what he's going for. But clearly not Kurt Cobain. <laughs> by the way, about a girl. Don't even have to change anything on that one. Just there you go. I mean, yeah, there's your close together eyes. And look. Your eyebrows seem pretty flush with your forehead here. Was this before or after the other one I just saw? I think this was before. With your little mouth, you know? <laughs> I mean, she has no idea. Like, she, at first, she's like, is this even him? Doesn't even look like him. So she knows something is off, but this is what I'm talking about. Autistics have face blindness, and every transvestigator, every conspiracy guy or girl is autistic. And so they've all got this face blindness and they think they're discovering these things because they're going, look, these two people look identical. And it's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. It's just two people with long hair. It's just two, that's just two, that's a crisis actor. She's been at every school shooting. No, that's just another brunette. It's just a different brunette lady. A brunette white lady. Doesn't, they're not all the same. In fact, you are probably a brunette white lady. Were you at the school shooting? Are you a crisis actor? That looks like a teed out Adam's apple. I can't prove it, but that's what it looks like. It ruff, ruff, they're saying in the chat room. That's right. It doesn't look like a real Adam's apple, but we can't see that. But you do got a little mouth. Your eyes are close together. Hmm. Let's look at your forehead. <laughs> She's just zooming into the forehead. Like, what are you getting out of this? Because it, it ah! like that. <laughs> what are you doing? My dog just snuck up on me and started licking my hand. You just fucking scared the shit out of me. I thought Kurt Cobain's ghost came up and licked me. 
with his uh, with his lady penis. What are you doing? Go lay down. <laughs> Get out of here. Go lay down. Go lay down. Get out of here. Let's keep looking. I don't know. Your eyes don't look like they've been edited here. Go lay down. But they don't look masculine either. They look feminine. Hmm. Let's keep looking and see what we can find on Kurt Cobain. Oh, it's because I barked. Yeah, you're right. I did. I made that woof woof sound and he came in there. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, this right here was the best one I found, I think. <laughs> and then when his daughter's older, looking like a son, it makes me wonder. Now look. So, yeah. So she can't tell the difference between Jared Leto and Kurt Cobain, but she's doing the real transvestigations. Now, I want to tell you guys something. I have been doing some more investigating myself. Um, listen, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. You know, I, you can't do a show about Kurt Cobain like this and conspiracies and all this kind of stuff without trying to dig a little deeper into, of course, the biggest mystery of all, his death. Now, a lot of people out there are mourning him, celebrating his life, but also mourning his death. And I did want to go over a few of these. I actually retweeted these on uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Let me show you this. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at the N word on Twitter. That's my name, at the N word. So follow me there. Uh, but there's some other people who can't tell the difference between things. I thought this one was a joke at first. It turns out it is not a joke whatsoever. Uh, this person really thought this was a Kurt Cobain image. She uh, she tweeted, hashtag Kurt Cobain, then a bunch of girly emojis, forever in debt for your priceless advice. She fucked up that lyric a little bit there. And then it's an image of <laughs> the uh, the guy from Lost and the, Hob- the uh, Lord of the Rings. What's this guy? Patrick monahan or whatever it says r.i.p kurt cobain february 20th 1967 to april 5th 1994 and it's him with a guitar <laughs> and she thought this was really him so i retweeted that one and there's people in her replies going uh you know not penny's boat kurt played guitar left-handed is this ironic but it is not ironic i checked her profile she is not joking she really thought that was him um, now, this is one of my favorite things. I mentioned Hot Topic earlier. A lot of people are tweeting this. Like a, I've never seen this before. I didn't know this was a thing. Apparently, people have attributed the Hot Topic quote of, they laugh at me because I am different. I laugh at them because they're all the same. They've now attributed that to Kurt Cobain. And I looked this up. I was like, I've seen almost every interview with Kurt Cobain. I've read a bunch of stuff. I know a lot about the guy. I've never heard this. I've never heard him say that before. Did he really say it? So I did look it up, and it turns out that people not only attribute this to Kurt Cobain, they attribute it to Jonathan Davis from Corn. <laughs> Feeling like a, a guy underneath. I was born a girl, but can't let you see for free. Um, uh, they attribute it to him as well. They attribute it to Bob Marley. But I, of course, know this phrase from the posters, bumper stickers, and T-shirts of Happy Bunny at Hot Topic. Okay? Kurt Cobain, all the wisdom of Happy Bunny and uh, Happy Tree Friends and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> there's, here's another one. Look, they laughed at me for being different. I laughed at them because they're all the same. Hashtag Kurt Cobain. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Retweet that one. Now, this was my favorite one. 
Um, some guy named I'm the Metal Lord at I'm the Metal Lord says hashtag Throwback Thursday. This was about six years ago when I started growing my hair long again. I had a buddy of mine back then said I looked like hashtag Kurt Cobain in this pic. What say you? Now I want to I want to bring this one up because you know I complain all the time about getting compared to every dude with long hair, and now every dude with long hair and little colored round glasses. Turns out there's a hundred of us too. Um, this idea that every long hair guy looks alike is so stupid. And here's every bit of proof you ever needed to know that I am right about that. Here's the guy who thinks he looks like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> now, number one, for some reason, he's shirtless in this pig, which is a bad choice they say he looks like philip seymour hoffman i'm so stupid 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 for posting this uh I, a lot of people tell me i look like kurt cobain but i think i look more like a different heroin overdose guy <laughs> yeah he does kind of look like philip seymour Hoffman. he's a big fat guy he's got very bad skin he's got maybe the only worse facial hair on earth than me and of course, he looks nothing like Kirk. I mean, just nothing. Like, just, just, I mean, even the hair doesn't look similar. It's not even close. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> what are you doing? This is so embarrassing. So I have retweeted that. And I encourage you guys to retweet that as well. I also posted this hashtag RIP, hashtag Kirk Cobain. Here's the real Kirk Cobain. I wanted to put one real one out there, you know. I'm, I guess I'm the only guy out there without face blindness. I don't know. But anyway, there's a lot of people doing that kind of stuff. So it's making my investigations into this whole conspiracy a little tough because there's so much misinformation out there. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and I, I wanted to listen to some Nirvana songs to get myself in the mood for this episode. And one of my favorites um, came up in the playlist, and I started listening to it, and I noticed some weird things about it. Now, of course, I can't play it for you. Like that, The problem is I can't play it for you because I'm going to get those copyright things. They might even remove the, the video. They might remove the, the audio later anyway, so it's not going to matter. So I've got the, a lyric video up here for you, and I just want to go over this really quick because I, I think it all might tie in together. Now, let's go over the... Before I show this to you, let's go over the facts of this one, okay? Uh, what have we talked about so far? Kurt Cobain died under mysterious circumstances. People believe Courtney Love was involved with his death. I don't know if that's true or not, but people believe that. What we do know for a fact, Courtney Love was a close personal friend of Jeffrey Epstein, who also died of suicide under mysterious circumstances. Jeffrey Epstein died last year under those circumstances. Courtney Love was discovered in his little black book. And of course, add to that investigation, Courtney Love had a tiny Chinese slave when I saw her on the streets of New York City. Courtney Love, Jeffrey Epstein, little Chinese slave, all live in New York City. New York City is currently the hotbed of the world for something known as the coronavirus. coronavirus. Okay, now are the gears starting to turn here? Are you starting to see where I'm getting at? So, 
I'm thinking about it, and I'm going, okay, let's say Courtney killed Kurt. Why would she kill him? What is the, what, like, what, what is the, the big why? That's everything with, with uh, conspiracy theories for me is always looking at the why. I never understand the why. Well, what if he knew a little too much? What if he knew of a big global Illuminati plan for the milestone year of 2020, a plan involving changing the world in a fashion we've never seen before at a rapid pace, a change that will probably never be undone. What if Courtney's connections made her aware of it and Kurt got a little too close to the truth? It's all coming together, they say in the chat room. And what if he tried to warn us in the lyrics of one of his songs What if he even knew the plan to kill him for finding out a little too much? This song is called, I Hate Myself and I Want to Die, which sounds a lot like a suicidal guy to me, even though I believe Kurt was actually a pretty happy-go-lucky kind of guy and was a very funny guy. A lot of their lyrics are very funny. A lot of jokes in the lyrics if you really pay attention. That's why I'm so against this whole pain idea in that song. I don't think he was saying pain. But in this song, I hate myself and I want to die, that sounds kind of sarcastic to me. It sounds like a joke. And the lyrics here, I'll play a little bit of it for you. Here you go. Okay, so that lyric right there is, even if you have a cold still, the next line is, you can cough on me again I still haven't had my full fill. Now, currently, we're going through something known as SARS-2, a.k.a. the dead man's cough. Bum-bum-bum! Dramatic reverb. Now, that might not convince you, but the chorus of this song is very strange. In fact, It's maybe the most abstract of any Nirvana song lyric. And as a matter of fact, I like this song. I like the verses, but I've never liked the chorus because I've never understood it. It kind of doesn't even make grammatical sense. I'll play a little bit of it for you. The lyrics are, in the someday, what's that sound? Now, in the someday makes no sense grammatically to me. And then what's that sound? And that question's never answered in this song, but what if the question has finally been answered today in 2020? What if in the someday means in the future, the future of 2020, the dark future, by the way? And I think we know what that sound is. Ladies and gentlemen of the Midnight Society, I present to you that sound is, of course, 5G technology. The ambient radiation hum from the towers, the 5G towers all around us, causing COVID-19, a.k.a. SARS-2. Kurt Cobain tried to warn us and he was killed for his efforts 26 years ago today. I'm not going to get to 27 years 
the same amount of time he was on this earth without revealing the truth. And I may die for this. And this video may be taken down for copyright over this, but I don't care. Spread the word. Make sure everyone knows Kurt Cobain tried to warn us. And also make sure you go to the YouTube comments of every single you, <laughs> you know your right video and mess with the teens and tell them it's hey, not pain. They'll hate it. And once they're woken up to that, they'll be woke to the SARS 2 truth. Kurt Cobain is an icon. He is a role model and he died for our sins. Never let them forget. Now to wrap up this episode, <laughs> that was him saying pain, pain over and over again there. Now to wrap up this episode, I'm going to do something a little special here. I'm trying to skirt the copyright here. Okay, so give me a, give me a chance here. Hate myself. Let me see if I can find this. Okay, so uh, let's see if we can get around this. We're just going to have a little musical number to end the show on. Last time I did this, and it was about SARS-2, we got in big trouble, okay? The Kahuna virus. You can't talk about this stuff, and you can't make song parodies about it, or they will take you down. Well, I'm not going to live in that type of world. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at potawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund. Potawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at potawful.com.
W-A-R-T, Wart Radio.